I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Joining this week, we are uh, kicking off the year a little late, a little late, but we're back and we're doing podcasts and this is great. We have a lot of great podcasts set up for you. Uh, we've been working really hard behind the scenes to bring you really, really good content. And so this will be the first one of 2022 and uh, it's, it's, it's a very pressing topic and it's going to become more and more pressing as we go on. And um, I like to I like to think of myself as a person who kind of can predict the future a little bit. I like to, you know, say, see, I told you so. And I was right. Um, <laughs> and if you look at the book, that was kind of it. Right. It was, you know, how do you prepare for change when you don't know what change is coming? Adapting in motion. That was the whole book came out in the middle of the pandemic. Very apropos. Um on topic and and it was great and it really resonated with people and and I want to revisit that now because we're two years into the pandemic the world has been more than two years I guess at this point right uh, 2020 yeah I guess about two years um, things are opening up we're we're talking about we're exhausted of talking about it but the reason I I need to to revisit not the pandemic but how to adapt to change is because the conversation that many of my clients are having right now from an organizational perspective, and I'm saying this to you as either an organizational leader or a person within an organization who's kind of, you know, looking around saying what's going on. Uh, we're all talking a lot about the potential for an economic downturn, right? The big one, which everybody's calling for, Jeremy Grantham and Ray Dalio and yada, yada, yada. And there's there's dysfunction in the country and um, the world and and who knows what's going to happen and uh, it's a very stress inducing environment that we're all living in. But but the question now becomes, you know, we feel it coming, and what's going to happen, and how do you prepare your people to adapt to this change when we don't know where the change is going to come from? It's happening again. Okay, like change is happening again and it's always going to happen. And this is a good lesson and we know it, we feel it. And and when I think about, you know, I do a lot of consulting and learning and development. I do a lot of executive coaching, helping people with this particular thing. And many of learning and development programs within an organization are reactive um, or they're just like bogus BS kind of, you know, let's, you know, here's how to be a good leader and you do this and it, it just doesn't work. And um but a lot of them, if, if we want to think about it in a different way, is they're all reactive. We have a group of people who are not good leaders. We need to address that. Here's how to make them good leaders. And, um, and you're basically telling people what they're doing wrong. Uh, or you're giving them this fluffy advice that's you know nice in the moment, but it actually doesn't change anything uh, in the way that they're actually interacting with the people they manage or the organizations that they're leading or anything else. And throw in the fact that, yeah, the pandemic, got it. Okay, check that box. People are working from home. Yeah, okay, got it. Check that box. We've got you know different work environments. It's a different economy. There's great resignation. People are leaving. You know, there's there's absolute dysfunction in the way that organizations are running. And 
learning and development, leadership, how we're managing our employees and meeting the needs of our employees needs to completely evolve as well. And that's, I mean, that's, hey, that's where I come in. That's where I come in. And that's what I do. But things like, you know, um, things like self-efficacy. How do you understand big picture, little picture and getting the things in? Things like strategic planning, things like uh, executive and C-level communications. All of these things are things that I implement in, in learning and development programs that we put into a learning and development program. And, and the, my favorite one is the adapting in motion component. And, and today we have to be forward thinking. We can't be reactive with our learning and development. We can't be reactive with our executive coaching and, and training and everything else. We have to be anticipating what our employees are going to need. And one of those things is this adapting in motion program of, you know, how do you get people to adapt to change when they don't know what change is coming? And the secret is, you know, macro change is a distraction. And, and the only way to do it, the one constant, no matter what the change, is the individual that's dealing with the change. So you actually have to focus on one particular individual and, and what they're doing. So um, the, the, the coaching and learning and development program that's going to pay the most dividends that you should be thinking about now is how do you teach people to adapt to change when they don't know what change is coming? And I, I, this is a similar feeling to like the 2007 crisis. And, and at that time I was, I was working in communications in the financial industry, which is like the worst possible job at the worst possible time. Uh, <laughs> but, but the uncertainty in employees about is the company going to exist? Um, are customers going to, to, uh, still be here and, and invest with us and, and still be customers and, and will we survive the, the downturn? And, and it was a very scary time. And, and that uncertainty as I think about it, required a special skill to quell, to say like, look, I've got your back as a manager. I've got your back as an organization. Everything's going to be okay. Believe us. And and a lot of managers didn't have the skill set to answer those questions. And to be fair, they also didn't have the view into the leadership question or the or the, the leadership circle to, to quell those fears. So when we think about your your individual employee skill set or your individual employee base, they don't have conversations like you're having in the C-suite or at senior levels within the organization. They're limited in the information they get from the organization, either from rumors from their circles or from the manager and how they're they're filtering that that information. But right now, the information they're getting is that something bad is going to happen. If you look at the headlines of, you know, the Jeremy Grantham's, you know, we're at the point now where everything's going to collapse. The Ray Dalio, who just came out and said the U.S. could have civil war, like they're just reading headlines. Um, and regardless of whether or not they're correct, people are seeing numbers, they're seeing and, and they're feeling that something is going to be amiss. They're seeing their friends get better jobs. They may not be getting a better job or they may not be good at negotiating it. It's impacting their work. They're curious about what's coming and, and what's around the corner. But the thing is, nobody knows what's around the corner. And, you know, we, we fear the worst. And it's, you know, I just had lunch with someone. He said, you know, we always think it's going to be really bad when we think about the worst. It's never that bad. And no matter how good we think it's going to be, it's never that good. Right. So it's it's always somewhere in the middle. But how do you coach and train your people, 
managers on how to manage their people to do this, but then also the individuals. I mean, we talk about autonomy. We talk about, you know, individual accountability. We want to, we have to be able to teach people how to ask the right questions. We have to teach people how to express what it is that they're struggling with. You know, we talk about radical transparency. We talk about vulnerability. We talk about all these things, but, and that's great in theory, but how are you teaching someone to do it in a real way? And the way to do that is like this arc, which conveniently, you know, I preached about in the book. You know, I'll plug it. How many times am I going to plug it on this podcast? <laughs> but look, awareness is first. We know there's an awareness that change is happening, right? World is changing. Uh, we can't keep up. Um, things are bananas. And you're just focused on, you know, what's the next big shiny ball of change that's going to disrupt you and, and give you a headache and, and make you nervous and scare you. And, and it's not going to work out. So from there, fine, great, we're aware, it's it's there, right? And it's always going to be there and there's always going to be something else that's changing and everything else. But then beyond that is, okay, change is constant, it's external, I can't control it, so how do we get you to prepare? And I'm gonna revisit, you know, when I, I did my wellness organized back at like the beginning of the podcast, I'm gonna do that again because it, it was extremely important Um and, and I've spoken about it with so many people, and I'm sure I could probably give kind of a different perspective on it now, but it still ranks true is, you know, in preparing for change, macro change to micro you, there are three components you have to focus on your physical wellness. Okay, like everything from your gut bacteria impacts the way that you think. So your diet actually impacts the way that you're responding to change, which is freaking bananas, but it's true. How much sleep you're getting. So you're making good decisions. You know, are you being physically fit and all that. So that's fine. Physical fitness, your mental, which is very hardcore, a uh, lot of reflective work. It's why people get coaches, you know, the self-care, the self-love, what do you actually believe so that you can have good conversations? Uh, so you can ask really good questions and take it as just objective facts that you can internalize and, and question what you actually believe in a healthy way. And then the third component's not spiritual because that's part of your belief system, but your third component is your social wellness. What's your social structure? And how do you get the right people in place to help you navigate whatever change is coming? And this is support system. This is meeting new people that are going to challenge your ideas. This is, you know, being part of a bigger picture and micro interactions with everybody else. And so when we think about those three preparation aspects, that's very important. From there, you go into, well, what am I learning? Okay, and this is where you get into, you know, vulnerability, confidence, uh, curiosity. Um, why is humility actually holding you back? I, you know, I've got all theories on all of these things. And, and what are these ideas that are flying around? You know, what does resilience actually mean? Everybody's got the buzzwords, but what does it actually mean for you? And once we get there, you're then making good decisions. That's the fourth part. It's wisdom. And how are you making wise decisions? And how are you constantly evolving? You know, somebody just asked me, why do people hire coaches? And it's not to fix a problem. It's about to get you to think about things differently. And it sounds cheesy, but what I work with on my with my clients is I teach them to coach themselves. I tell all of my clients, I hope I never speak to you again. I mean it in the nicest way possible. But the, the reason being is over six months, I'm teaching you to question why you're doing things, okay? And whatever it is that you want to work on, that's fine. We talk, You want to talk about executive presence? Fine, we'll do executive presence. Uh, communicating to the C-suite, putting together your strategic plan, whatever it is. Like we have these tangible things that we work on. But as part of that, your added bonus is we're changing the way you're thinking about the way that you're doing things. 
And that's what's important in, in getting your employees to do. It's not expensive, right? It's just about redoing your learning and development program to teach them how to think differently. And that's it. We're, we're dusting off old presentations from the 1990s for this learning and development BS, and it doesn't work. PowerPoint presentations don't work. Like it's, it's old, and we actually have to make a real investment into good ROI-based real thought into what it is that we're working with our, our employees and associates on. Um, anyway, that's me on a bit of a pedestal. I feel strongly about it. Uh, but, but when we think about adapting in motion, adapting to change, it's a process. And you're teaching people a process. You're teaching people a process on how to think. And it's the secret sauce between, you know, when we talk about skill sets and I'm teaching you how to use Excel, I don't yada, yada, you know, that's fine. People could do that and they can learn. But the real ROI is in this bespoke, customized, based on the individual, creating a program that works for them. And that's for you as an individual is when you go out, don't buy any of this BS from coaches who are saying, come to my program and I'm going to teach you everything that you have to do. It's not, it works for maybe 10% of the people, right? Because they think about it in the same way. The rest of the people spend all this money and it doesn't change anything, right? Now, if you've used a coach, I hope you've used a good one because there are a lot of great coaches out there, but think about, you know, is it still relevant? What did you learn? And how are you applying that today? Because this is an iterative process. Coaching is cyclical. Learning is cyclical. Change is cyclical. We go through these things all of the time, right? Awareness, uh, preparation, learning. I'm making good decisions. New change comes. Okay, what's the change? I'm aware of it. I'm preparing. I'm learning. I'm making good decisions. It's like this big cycle of everything else. And that's kind of the process that, that we have to learn. You don't actually have to pay for coaching, <laughs> Just go through this cycle, right? We could teach ourselves how to think differently. What what assumptions are we making on our day-to-day? What blind spots do we have? Who are we surrounding ourselves with? I mean, it's ultimately up to us as individuals to respond appropriately to whatever change it, it, it is that's out there. And so to an individual, yeah, an economic downturn will eventually come. Who knows when, right? It's cyclical. It's probably overdue. They say it's about every 10 years. Last one was about 15 years ago. So the next one they say is gonna be big. Fine, right? What are you doing today to prepare for that? How are you getting yourself mentally prepared for that? And we talk about it fiscally, right? We talk about it oftentimes from a money perspective. That's very important, right? Money won't solve all your problems, but it solves all your money problems, which are generally people's biggest problems. So if you're able to do that, great. Save your money, prepare for it. But then the other one is, you know, mentally, how are you going to adapt? How are you going to prepare? Uh, what are the, the choices you're making today that are going to set you up for, for that? And that ultimately comes down to you because, again, change externally is a distraction. It's something to be addressed, something to be aware of, but it's ultimately a distraction that you can't control. And it's up to you to, to figure that out. So um, with that, call me if you want to talk about preparing to, for an economic downturn. I, I love this shit. Like, honestly, I love it. It's... Um, you know, I, I don't want bad things to happen in the economy, but I love it when people are able to say, holy cow, like this is, you know, there's a lot of opportunity in, in change like this. And there's a lot of excitement and a lot of, um, you know, when, when we're able to get people prepared in the right type of way, it's uh, it's it's just an amazing thing. So um, good luck with it. Learn, 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 learn. Pull in information from everywhere. There's YouTube videos, there's podcasts, there's books that you can read. 
Um, it doesn't have to be this crazy investment from an organization. You can scale this to your people. It's very scalable. Do it so that you're not paying like a ridiculous coach one-on-one. You don't have to do a one-on-one. You could scale it across a group of people. Um, I've got clients who have me doing this like, you know, once a week for 14 weeks. We're having like a breakfast and you're learning something different in each of these four. It's like a set program, but the individuals are making it unique to themselves and they're writing business cases and we're doing all of this stuff. And it's really, really um, cool. So um, with that, be prepared. We're at that awareness point of changes coming. So we should start getting you know, prepared for that from ourselves. So let's reflect on that and, and do that. And we'll be able to and we'll be able to set ourselves up pretty well for success. So good luck with that. Have fun. Thank you for listening as always. And we've got some great episodes coming up. So stay tuned to, uh, to Bellwether Hub. Um, I've got some really cool guests coming on and um, it's going to be helpful. You know, I do these podcasts because I, I think they're helpful and you guys tell me it's helpful. So if there's anything you want me to talk about, send me a note. I would appreciate it. Have a great week. Enjoy it. And I look forward to talking to everybody soon. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.